Welcome to this episode of the Call to Rise podcast. This episode is a little different because I'm going to be sharing with you about my journey and I'm sharing kind of like the behind the scenes and what I've done, how I'm where I am now and everything that's kind of gone on in between. And this is something that I very rarely share, not kind of like on purpose, but just because I think it makes me feel uncomfortable, like sharing about myself. Um, I could talk to you all day about universal law, quantum leaping, manifestation, all those kind of things. But I very rarely share things that I've done, that I'm doing, the behind the scenes and things like that. So I wanted to bring that to you in this episode and to share with you just kind of my journey and in the hope that it inspires some of you or it gives you some things like maybe tips and things that you can take as well um, and just to kind of resonate see if it resonates with you as well some of you may think do you know what I resonate with that part of her journey or that's where I am now so it's really important for me I knew I had to do this and I knew I had to share this because it makes me feel uncomfortable so I thought I'm just gonna get on a podcast I'm currently sat upstairs I've shut the door the kids are downstairs with Adam, so I'm hoping I get no interruptions so that I can just come on here and share with you everything that I wanted to share. So one thing that I'm really, really good at is manifesting money. And not just manifesting kind of random amounts of money, although that as well, but consistently manifesting money from seemingly nowhere week in and week out. And I've been doing this now for around six to seven years, long before I started my business or anything like that. And I want to share with you a bit about this because it's right at the beginning of kind of my journey into entrepreneurship. When Belle was about a year old and I made the decision not to return to work and to instead bring my vision, this vision that I had of freedom and adventure to life for my family. So at the time before I went on maternity leave with Belle, I was working as a PA and a paralegal for a patents and trademarks firm. And I worked with entrepreneurs daily. So I would help entrepreneurs with their patents, with their trademarks, and I would just chat with them. And I loved so much how they were always going off to different places. They had pretty much their own schedule. Even the ones that were running companies could kind of pretty much do a lot of what they wanted and it just fascinated me and I just had this huge vision for creating this abundant life of freedom financially but also time freedom and adventure for my family but there was just one problem and that was when I went on maternity leave at the end of it I knew I wasn't going to go back to work I just wasn't going to go back to the office I was I was probably pretty much unemployable at that time because I just love doing things my own way. And there was just one problem. I had no clue what I was going to do. And I took a nail technician's course. I took a beauty therapy course. My dad lent me the money for these courses. And I was trying all these different things. I was thinking about maybe I could start up as a virtual assistant because I'd already been a PA. But I just had no idea. And nothing was kind of lighting me up and I always felt as though I was always someone that never had any kind of clear 
defined passions. Even like when I was a kid, my next-door neighbour was fascinated with horses and she had this huge passion for horses and I just didn't have any of that. I was just all, I was just so passionate about freedom and I was always opinionated when I was younger and I was told that a lot. Um, but I, but I was always just kind of doing whatever I wanted as I went along. And I was, I wasn't kind of just go with the flow. I was quite fierce and I was always had ambition and vision, but I just, I just felt like I never had this clear defined passion. And I would see that as a real kind of, um, disadvantage to myself. I'd get annoyed with myself that I didn't seem to have this clear defined passion. And I just simply seem to have this fascination with vision and an awareness that there was way more to the universe than we could possibly know. And that was something that I was fascinated with. I was always questioning things. I remember my granddad would always joke because I was always asking why. And he would just say to me, because birds can fly, that's why. Because <laughs> I would ask so many questions and I'd repeatedly say, but why, but why, but why? And I was always looking for a deeper meaning or, or a higher meaning than the explanation that was ever given to me. And I knew that there was always, there was so much more than we could possibly know. And I'd always thought that, even when I was really young, as far back as I can remember, I've always thought, you know, we know very little about everything around us. And it just fascinated me. And I would love to chat with my granddad, for example, because he he would think the same. And, And I would think that, people were so arrogant or or ignorant to think that they knew everything that there was to know. And I just couldn't understand why everybody didn't think the same way or why everybody didn't have vision or or why everybody kind of limited themselves in some way. And I, and I just never kind of got it. So I guess in a way that was my passion, vision and understanding kind of like the greater purpose was a passion of mine. I just didn't realise it at the time because no one was kind of nurturing it. It was just seen as a nuisance to everybody else because because I was constantly asking questions at home and school and everything. And so I didn't realise that that actually was something I needed to really tap into and kind of be proud of myself for that I had that. At the time, I just kind of thought I was difficult. And when I had decided not to go back to maternity leave after having Belle, I'd read a little bit about manifestation at this point and not money manifestation in particular, but manifestation as a whole. And so I knew if you could manifest one thing, you could manifest anything. And I had a few books in my collection about manifestation. I'd watched a few kind of YouTube videos. I'd I'd done the research and I can remember as clear as day when I said to Adam, okay, until I figure out what it is I want to do here, what what business I'm going to create or what vision I'm going to bring to life. I'm just going to manifest money every single week because I read how to do it and I'm pretty sure I can do it. And I can remember thinking I was never someone that was like skeptical about it. I never kind of thought, oh, is this really true? Because there was so many resources about it. And I just knew that there was more to this, this universe than what we see on the TV or what I was hearing in my home or at school. And so I trusted it. And I never kind of, I was never the one to think, to be skeptical about it. And I just thought, and I remember saying to Adam, I'm just going to manifest money every single week, a week in, week out. And he was kind of like, what the F? But he's always been my biggest supporter and he still is. And although we, every single month, his wage, we would use to pay the rent and most of our bills at the time we had about over 20K in debt. We couldn't afford to pay off. We weren't even making payments. We were just getting 
letters and things in the post, but he was with me 100% and he supported me, even though I just said to him, do you know what? I'm just going to manifest money out of thin air every single week while I figure this vision business thing out. And as an outsider, if you were an outsider looking in at this time, you would literally think I'd lost my mind. Nothing made sense. We had two young children. I would regularly cry on the bedroom floor about having to kind of take change out of the kids' piggy bank to purchase essential items. And that was when I had maternity pay coming in, let alone when in a, like a week or so's time, we were about to have nothing coming in from me. And so to decide not to return to work and to simply instead chase a vision that had zero clarity around it at the time and put my entire faith simply in the universe and myself with this kind of foggy vision must have seemed kind of mad <laughs> to everybody else. And I did, at the time, like I never felt like it was a crazy idea. I was like, it's fine. I'm, I'm just going to manifest money every week. It's fine. And looking back now, I think, God, I had balls <laughs> to do that. And I wouldn't change a thing about it. And I'm so grateful that I was kind of in this kind of just this kind of one track mind almost of no, this is what I'm doing. So I'm going to do it. Um, and if you've known me long enough, you know that I don't tend to listen to rules, society's rules or anyone around me if it goes against my intuition and my intuition always comes first. And so I just went for it and I had this message on my heart that if I could start from zero, chase a dream that had no clarity and manifest money along the way, then I could teach that to other visionary women out there that wanted change as well and that felt like they had no clue where they were going to go, if I could do that myself first, if I could embody that myself first, then I'd be able to teach it. And I knew that this would literally change the vibration of how our world worked. But first, there was no way, and I still carry this now, there's no way I will ever, ever teach anything, share anything, mentor on anything that I haven't applied and embodied myself. Never. Um, so I knew, first of all, I was going to have to manifest money out of thin air. I was going to have to get clarity around this vision when I had no idea what I was doing. And I was going to do that before I would even think about guiding anybody else. So that's what I did. I would learn and I would integrate. I would spend time on YouTube and I did it all. Annabelle was like one at the time. Theo was three. So I'd take him to nursery. He'd go to nursery three, um, three times a week, play school. It was a free play school near where we lived. And he would go there, you'd, you'd get like three free hours. I think it was maybe 16 hours a week or something, I can't remember. And I would take him there for like three hours, three days a week. And so during that time, I only had Belle at home and Annabelle was a lot calmer. Theo was like a little, he still is, like a little Tasmanian devil. So just having Belle at home during her nap time, I would kind of learn, integrate and, and just kind of apply everything that I was learning to my life wasn't really having to do anything different. I was just learning and integrating. Learn, then integrate. Learn and then embody. And at that time when I was doing this, I was approached um, at the time by someone that actually worked in a network marketing company. I didn't know them. It added me as a friend on Facebook. Um, and then they messaged me about network marketing. And I'd never heard of network marketing at the time. Um, when she explained it, I kind of thought to myself, okay, this is it. This literally must be it. I've been learning about science from the universe, synchronicities. I was like, okay, this is it. This is my vision. This is what's going to come to life. And all the while I was manifesting money all over the place from random places, not a huge amount, but enough to kind of make me take notice. And we were like, yes, this is not just manifesting money once. 
this is consistent. And I was like, I've, I've got something here and it felt good. But it, and it was enough for us to live on at the time. But during my network marketing company, I didn't make, the money was not coming from that business. And so throughout the short time that I was in that network marketing company, I honestly hated it. I didn't enjoy it. It just wasn't for me. That's not me knocking the network marketing industry. It just wasn't for me. Um, I was constantly told that I must like follow those above and I must kind of um, follow the rules and, you know, there's duplication matters if you want to be successful. And if I'm honest, I just got bored and I didn't want to do it. And I was probably pretty uncoachable if I'm honest. I was probably the worst team member in the entire world because I was just constantly going off and doing my own thing. So I quit and then... When I quit that, I thought it's okay because I'm still manifesting money from all these random places. And I wish at the time, I really wish I'd kept like a diary of where I was manifesting money from. I, I, that's one thing I wish I'd done. <clears throat> I might start doing that now, actually. I then fell in love with a natural health product from another network marketing company. So this wasn't a company that approached me this time or someone from a company. I literally found the, the product first and I developed a passion for holistic health that I didn't know I had. So I did develop um, a real interest in learning how to support ourselves naturally and I completely created a low-tox home for us um, and it became a passion of mine and it still actually is. Um, I am still passionate about holistic health and I make sure that you know we don't have toxins in our home and we use natural products and all those kind of things. But then, so then I thought, okay, maybe this is it. So I actually started working with that network marketing company as well and I started teaching holistic health classes and selling the product. I built a very large business actually in a sh quite a short amount of time by doing pretty much the opposite of what I was told <laughs> to do and I just kind of did my own thing and I was manifesting clients and customers from literally everywhere and so I was teaching like these educational um, natural health classes and I wasn't selling the product I would just use the product while I was teaching the class so I guess I was selling in that way but I wouldn't even mention buying it at the end and people would just come up to me and I was manifesting clients and customers from everywhere and on paper it just didn't make sense and I had a following of about I don't know it's about 150 maybe 200 at the time on a Facebook page I'd, I had no Instagram at that time um, right at the beginning then um, yeah I had customer after customer after customer, after customer. And I built a large business, I built a large income. And, and also actually at that time, I was coaching other women for free via one-on-one -on -one calls. So women that I was meeting at these holistic health classes, I was coaching them on calls. Um, and some of them in person actually as well, we'd meet up for coffees and stuff on how to manifest money. And I didn't realize that you could charge for coaching at the time. I didn't realize it was a thing. So I was just sharing everything. And I would just kind of, someone would message me and be like, can you teach me how to do this? Because I would talk about it on my Facebook page or during my classes. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's jump on a call or let's go for a coffee. And I would teach them. And after a while, I started to kind of lose passion for the network marketing industry. I felt quite um, restricted within it. And again, that's not me knocking the industry. It, it just wasn't for me. It, I, it just felt res too restrictive. And I love to create. If you've noticed something about me, I love I love to create things. And I'm not saying you can't do that in the network marketing industry because I'm sure you can. It just wasn't for me. So I actually made yet another dramatic Gemma decision and I walked away pretty much um, overnight. It was kind of like, okay, done. And I just kind of walked away. And obviously walking away from it meant walking away from my income. And so 
I began to doubt everything all over again. Had I just been lucky kind of manifesting this money? Why do I always change my mind? Why am I so indecisive? Am I flaky? Is the business world just not cut out for me? Am I not made to be an entrepreneur? Why? And I used to get so cross myself. Like, why do I have to have this big vision that just doesn't seem to go away? And I can't seem to find a way of doing things that I like to do. Why? Do, and I just didn't seem to fit into the kind of like this business world. And I just, I used to be quite hard on myself actually thinking about that. I used to kind of, I didn't see it as a positive. I didn't see it as in I can bring something different here. I kind of saw it at the time as why can't you just fall in line, follow everybody else and then you'll be successful and happy. And obviously that wasn't the case, but I I just couldn't do it. So I got myself, I, I, I walked away, Google jobs, applied for some jobs and I got myself a trial shift um, in like a care home, in a nursing home. Um, and there, it was a trial shift for that night. And if I liked, during it was like a night shift, 12 hour night shift, um, because it was easy with, easier with the kids at the time. The, the, both the kids were at school then. Um, this wasn't even that long ago, a couple of years ago. Uh, 2019 this was, so about August 2019. Both the kids were in school. Um, obviously Adam was at home with them during the night, so I could work during the night. So I went on this night shift, and they said if I liked it after the trial shift, um, then I could have the job. And so I went to that night shift on the first night. And during that night shift, I had a meeting with um, like the manager, the supervisor there, who was really nice. And he went through the pay scale with me and how if I wanted to take time off, I had to kind of ask if it was um, available and then go through this entire procedure. And just like you do in all employment. And I kind of forgot about this because I hadn't been in employment since like 2012 when I went on maternity leave with Belle. Um, and so I'd, I'd been out of employment for quite a long time because this was like August 2019. And I had to ask if it was the holiday, if you could have the holiday and go through this entire procedure. And it was in that moment that I realised I was pretty much unemployable because that, it just filled me with dread. The thought of having to ask to take time off, I was just like, no, Gemma, what are you doing? And my vision came back so much bigger and I was just, and I was kind of still getting annoyed with it, thinking, why can't I just fit in? Why can't I just kind of be happy where I am? I saw it as like this bad thing. And I carried on with that shift that night and at around 12am, kind of all the residents were like asleep. So you had some free time. You could kind of go into the lounge and if a bell went off, like you could go and answer it and stuff, but otherwise you could just kind of sit there. And because it was a trial shift, I wasn't able to go and help anybody by myself so most of the time I was just kind of in this lounge and while I was sat in there um I was just I literally was just sat there I was thinking I was flicking through probably Instagram or something on my phone and I had this download and the download was the idea for the Lotox Life Academy those of you some of you may have been through that academy it's an academy that I, I still run it a couple of times a year it's running again um July August time this year and it was the download that I received. It was the idea for the Lotox Life Academy. So I opened up the notes app on my phone and I typed out just everything that was coming to me. It was kind of messy, wasn't clear, but I was just typing it out, everything that was coming to me around this program. And my Lotox Life Academy is a six week master manifestation program. And I remember writing in the notes app, I might even still have the note on my phone. I don't know if I've still got the same phone from 2019. Who knows? Maybe I do. Adam sorts that thing. Um, so it was a six-week money manif- master manifestation program, and I wanted to invite in ten visionary women. And 
I had no idea where that idea had come from. It had just come to me. I got home from the night shift that night, well, that morning. And I remember saying to Adam, okay, look, I've had this idea for a Low Talks Life Academy. And he probably thought, here we go again. <laughs> and I said, it's not with like an L marketing company or anything. This is an idea I've had. I'm going to create this academy. Now, I had no idea how you create online courses. I'd, I'd never even taken an online course. I'd only ever kind of watched masterclasses or YouTube videos, read books and stuff. But I thought, this is what I'm going to do. And I said, okay, if I sell seven spaces for this academy today, and bearing in mind, I still had a Facebook following of about 200, and I'd kind of um, walked away from my entire previous business. And I said, if I sell seven spaces today for this academy, I'm not going to return to that that nursing home job, okay? And as always, he supported me in that. So that day, I released the Low Tox Life Academy. I remember making up a little graphic on Canva. I've still got the first graphic. Um, I still have my old Facebook page, actually. So I'll see if I can find the old graphic and I'll share it for anyone that's interested on my Instagram stories over at the Essential Frequency. So I released the Low Tox Life Academy that day. It was September 2019. And to my following of about 200... And I sold 29 spaces in one week. Again, it was 29 spaces. It didn't make sense on paper. Half these people I'd never even communicated with before. I had no idea who they were. They were finding my page and investing instantly. And I went live. I remember going live every single day on my Facebook page, just kind of leading up to the academy beginning, starting. I think I gave myself two weeks with like the doors open. I, I had no idea that how you launch stuff I didn't even know launching was a thing um so I just kind of opened the doors had a date when it was going to start and I went live every day on Facebook to share everything I knew about manifestation and I mean everything like I didn't worry about kind of holding back in case I didn't have enough um content for the actual program I never worried about that I knew more comes to me all the time because I live what I teach so I sold 29 spaces didn't make sense and I just simply showed up and I went live every single day. Now at the time if you'd asked me what a sales page was I would have had no idea. I didn't have a website, I didn't have a sales page, I had nothing. All I did was um, people would message me and ask me for the PayPal link to join and I would send them my PayPal link. I had no sales page, I just had um, a Facebook page and a PayPal link and I didn't even know how to link my PayPal like get that little um you can get that little link can't you on paypal i didn't even know how to do that <laughs> at the time so i'd send them this really long link um and my email address and all this information how anybody could be asked to take the time to enroll and um, it still amazes me today but i just had a facebook group set up ready for the um ready for the academy and which is actually how i love to run things at the moment as well and a PayPal link. And I took these 29 women through the academy and it was the most fun I'd ever, ever had. I had crystal clear vision throughout the entire six weeks. I loved it. And for the next few months, I spent creating an Instagram page and cultivating kind of powerful resources for women to learn all about manifestation. And the results inside that first round of the Low Talks Life Academy were incredible. Thousands um of pounds were being being manifested by by the people in there they were manifesting all this money new businesses were being started visions were happening downloads powerful connections all these different things were happening for everybody in the academy and I was so excited there was such a buzz in that group especially during that first round and 
I was so excited and grateful that I was playing a role in these women changing their lives for the better and then then rippling that out to all those around them. It was just the best feeling. And after a while, I was beginning to notice that I was doing things kind of differently to everyone else. I hadn't really been paying any attention to what any other coaches, I didn't know any other coaches, if I'm honest, what they were doing out there or anything. I didn't really spend any time on Instagram. I didn't really know what was going on. It was kind of like ignorance was bliss, if I'm honest. I didn't have a sales page. Um, I didn't have a course platform. I didn't have a website. I didn't look for clients on social media. I didn't even think I needed to look for clients, which in hindsight has taught me very well because I still don't do that now. Um, I didn't, I didn't use like social media to hunt down clients. I didn't send cold DMs. I didn't have any launch strategies. I didn't even know there was such a thing as a kind of like launching. Um, I was being told over and over that if I would just listen, I would get lots of messages because people were watching. And as people were sharing that they were coming into the academy, I, I would have a few messages from like business coaches and just kind of saying, you know, if you would just listen to somebody else's blueprint or, or method, then you'd be even more successful. Um, and so I started listening. And I think this is one of the biggest mistakes I made. I started listening. I started listening to free webinars, paid masterclasses. I downloaded guides. I never hired a coach. I never have hired a business coach, but I did um, listen to a lot of kind of free content and, and some paid as well. Um, I attended events, so like live events. This was at the end of 2019 when we could, um, all on kind of how to build your business like the right way. And if I'm honest, and I'm just going to be honest here, I found it all so boring. <laughs> it was boring AF to me and I just wanted to stand on the table at this event and just shout no just do whatever you want just do whatever you want just try it and I can remember having that thought in my head and then thinking god no Gemma this is you know this is why you felt so foggy for all those years because you don't listen to other people so I decided that what I needed to do was listen to others I needed to listen to other people's methods and blueprints and I needed to create my own method that was the idea that I came up with. Why I did that, I have no idea. I just ran this really powerful, successful academy. And I decided, after attending an event and listening to too many people, I decided that I needed to create my own method. I should create a method that I could teach to other women that I wanted to reach so that I could be more like the other coaches and people would take me more seriously. I thought, if I've got my own step-by-step -step method that I can share with other people, it will be something more tangible. But people will take me more seriously. So I created something called the payday method, which some of you may remember. I can't believe I'm bringing this one back up again. But So I created the payday method. I created a whole new Instagram account called the payday method. And this was a six-step method for bringing your vision to life. And the entire method itself, it was a powerful method. And I took my own brand through this method countless of times. Like I said, I would never teach anything that I wouldn't, that I hadn't done myself. So I'd fully embodied this message before, this method before I'd shared it with anybody. And it was powerful. It was, it worked for personal branding. It allowed you to take your brand through this method. But if I'm honest, it was so boring. <laughs> To some people, it would have been exciting for those that love methods. I don't. And so a six-step method for bringing your vision to life, I was boring myself with my own method. Now, I had um, some incredible one-on-one -on -one clients um, approach me to work with me, 
within this method when I was talking about the paleo method and with every single client as soon as we got on the calls the method went out of the window they didn't need my message my method I wasn't going to sit there and teach them a method I didn't even know that think they needed so what we did instead is we would chat universal law manifestation achieving things that didn't make sense on paper and it was incredible they loved it and I loved it so I was so grateful that I created the payday method because it connected me to these such powerful clients that I was able to to guide with universal law and manifestation even though the intention was for me to teach them this method that would not have helped them half as much as what I was actually teaching them with. So pretty quickly, I closed down the Paleo Method Instagram page, which I know I'm pretty dramatic with the pivots <laughs> that I take in my business. It's kind of like all or nothing. And July 2020, I set up the Instagram account that I have now. And I set it up, um, it was called the Oasis at the time. Obviously, it's now called the Essential Frequency. And I began sharing my truth. I just thought, you know what? my intention for this, I'm just going to share my truth. The clients that I've just taken through, teaching them about manifestation in that academy and one-to-one, universal law, quantum leaping, collapsing time, it's life-changing to them. And I was telling myself that I need to be taken more seriously or to have something more tangible, I needed to be like the other coaches out there and have a method, have a blueprint and have a strategy. And that just wasn't true. I didn't need that. I just needed to be myself that was when the magic would happen when I would invite people into the experience of me not into a method or a blueprint or a strategy but into the experience of me into a container with me and just share my truth and guide them in the way that they were asking to be guided that's when the magic would happen so I just began on this new Instagram page that I have right now sharing my whole truth and if I'm honest it felt kind of scary and But I just began kind of, and I would just share posts about, or go on lives or show up in my stories. And I would just share things like how I don't hunt for clients on social media. Now, I, going back a few years, I would kind of try and force myself to engage on social media. I've done a whole podcast episode you can find on this as well. Um, And I would just never do it because I didn't want to. So for me to share a post about how I don't hunt for clients on social media, I, I got so many DMs of people saying, oh my God, I don't like doing that either. And I was like, wow, it's it's not just me. There's all these visionary women out there with vision that want to be doing things in their own way and they're being made to feel like they need to follow these imaginary business rules. Where in truth, there is no rules. And I'd spent so long trying to suppress myself into following these rules and it didn't do me any favours and I didn't want the same for anyone else. So I committed to always sharing my truth. And so I shared how I don't hunt for clients on social media. I shared... And I still do share how I manifest clients and money and all different things. How I I share how I don't always use sales pages. I don't have a website and I still don't. Or how I didn't have an email list. I've only recently have an email list in the last month or two. Um, I shared how I had zero desire to have an I help statement in my bio. I remember when I shared that post, I had a lot of DMs from a lot of people offering to help me sort my bio out. <laughs> and I still don't have an I help statement. I don't think, I don't think I do. Um, and I, how I never use a launch plan or anything like that. I would share that too. I shared how I would collapse time, which I was quite, I don't know. I wasn't scared to share it, but I just kind of thought, does anyone really want to learn this? And it was phenomenal response that I got to that. Um, and I shared over and over again, and I still do how I achieve things that just don't make sense on paper and how I thought the business rules were not needed. 
I share that too. And at the time, I felt pretty kind of alone sharing this. And I would get many messages from business coaches offering me guidance um, because I didn't kind of seem to know what I was doing. In truth, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just having fun. And I was just sharing and showing up in a way that lit my soul on fire. And I would politely decline. And I stayed strong with the message that was on my heart. And I just knew that I was here to kind of lead this new paradigm. Um, And by leading myself first into the unknown and igniting a spark within others to kind of throw out that rule book and do the same. And so here we are. We've got the essential frequency. You can find me over on Instagram at the essential frequency. And I promise always to lead myself first. I'll never attempt to drag anyone into leadership for themselves. I'll always lead myself first. I'll commit to going first always to share my truth, to mentor and guide from a place of empowerment and excitement, not from a place of FOMO and need. And I just want to say thank you as well to all of you if you're listening to this episode and if you're in my Instagram space with me over at The Essential Frequency, um, thank you for being there. And I also have a Facebook group called The Arena. Um, it's a Facebook group that is free and it's open to anyone that may love to come in. Um, I share masterclasses in there regularly. The link to that's in my bio um, on my Instagram page at The Essential Frequency. And I also um, have my personal Facebook, which I've started to share a little bit more on there. I haven't been using Facebook that much, but if you want to add me as a friend, um, you can just search me on there, Gemma Jenkins. Do feel free. You can send me a message on there. Um, And I just wanted to share this with you, kind of my story of how it kind of began with my vision and the ups and downs and how throughout this entire process, I've manifested money from the very, very beginning. And it just shows you don't need to have all your shit together. You don't need to have this crystal clear clarity to manifest your soul desires. You can throw yourself into whatever it is that you want to follow or pursue you throw yourself into the trial and error and the manifestations the universe will simply support you in that they'll deliver you more opportunities they'll deliver you all of the things to support you whatever it is that you need whether that's money opportunities connections they'll deliver everything to you if you're taking that action to support you within that and so that's what I did so I wanted to share this with you Um, and if you're listening to this before the 8th of June 2021 The Doors to Paradigm, which is my 14-day program, are currently open. Uh, The link is in my bio over on my Instagram page at The Essential Frequency. And this is specifically for coaches, mentors and guides that want to tear up the rule book and learn how to quantum leap and collapse time and sell out over and over and over again simply by doing things in your own way. So you can come on in. Um, The doors are open until the 8th of June. So, But thank you for being here with me in this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I would absolutely love your feedback, whether you want to leave a review um, on this podcast, which would be incredible, or if you just want to send me a DM over on Instagram, or if you want to share this episode for me over on Instagram and your stories, that would be a massive support as well. So have an incredible day, evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are, and I will see you in the next episode.